Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. I am so lucky to have Marty Anker, who is actually a, uh, a great, great workout friend of mine, but he's also an insanely talented businessman. Marty has uh, been the owner, founder, and manager of Anchor Custom Homes in Georgia. He started it back in 2010. He's celebrating his 11th year. And uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today, Marty. Hey, Mike. It's good to see you. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do this? Why don't you tell me or share? Obviously, I, I know a lot about you, but share with everybody a little bit about uh, Anchor Custom Homes and a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I started in the home building business when I when I realized that um, my original vision of being a medical doctor wasn't coming to fruition. And uh, uh, somehow, by the grace of God, I got connected to the home building business back in 1993 and uh, learned a whole lot about it, worked in the corporate side of home building um, for about 15 years and started my own company back in 2011 uh, out of a, a passion to do something unique and to provide a really uh, uh, special customer experience. So I had worked in the big builder side of things, which was all about um, volume and time and uh, efficiency, and I wanted to really do something just the opposite of that, to, to create a really memorable experience for my clients and offer them um, a, a home that they can only get by building a custom home uh, with a whole lot of attention and, and carefully crafted uh, uh, partnership with my old team. Oh, I love it. I love it. So tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, I grew up in, in Florida and I um, Ended up going to, to college at Emory University uh, with the, the vision of becoming a doctor. Uh, so I was pre-med for most of my curriculum and um, uh, got, got diverted away from that as I had to support myself through school and got into business. And in my sophomore year in college, I got my first sales job. And um, I, I, I found out that I, uh, for some reason, was pretty good at that. Um, and it was, it was one of those things that I was in a, in a retail environment at Lenox mall. And, uh, we were, we were blessed to have a, a trainer there named Michael Yacobian who went on to become the Nordstrom sales trainer. Um, so he taught us all about sales and, uh, um, I, I realized that it was something I really enjoyed doing. And, um, in the course of working a part-time job in college, I built a book of business. And in that book of business, I had a lot of influential business guys who I got to know pretty well. And um, as I was navigating my college career, I realized that this is what I want to do. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was initially fascinated with uh, the medical field, but I, I figured out that, that sales and business was where I was headed. So, um, it was, it was kind of one of those, those things that I ended up where I was and uh, uh, got to do what I love to do. And uh, the next, the next uh, step of good fortune was being introduced to someone in the home building business who ran a large home building company out of Colorado and uh, got connected there in the, in the big builder world and uh, started my career there. Um, met my wife, Kim, while we were in college. So uh, we got married right out of college and I 
dragged her off to Colorado with me. And, uh, she stayed closer to the pre-med curriculum and was able to get a job in, in nursing everywhere I took her around the country. So it's been, uh, been a great career in the building business and uh, along the way have uh, two great kids, um, Sean, who's 15, my daughter Vivian is 19, and uh, we're just enjoying life here in Alpharetta. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, thanks for sharing. All right. So let's take your expertise, share your uh, your awesomeness, or at least your experience may not be awesome, but I, I bet you learned a lot through uh, a, a few decades of dealing with, with this stuff. Give us a tip. You know, if someone was either looking to do a, a, a custom build or a major renovation or something like that, what's type of, what, what's a good piece of advice you can give anyone that's listening to that? Yeah, Mike, I, you know, one of the things that I tell every new client that I'm talking to is that anyone can go out and find the resources to frame the house or put up drywall or hire a painter. Um, it, in our world, it is a, it's a very involved and emotional process, um, designing and building a custom home. And, um, you know, I tell people that so much of the, the time that we spend together is going to be really important time. You know, it's, it's beyond just picking colors and materials. Um, but it's investing in this vision that you have and bring, being able to communicate well to bring um, your ideas to our understanding and translate that into a custom home. So um, the, the communication and more importantly, the, the relationship and the trust in what we do is paramount. So you know, I tell folks, you've got you've to embark on this journey. And it is, you know, it's a year or two year journey of building a custom home. Um, you should like the people who you're working with and you should trust them and feel like you can communicate well with them. So, you know, if it's, if it's me or someone else, uh, you know, that's the advice that I give that um, to make this a good experience uh, with a positive outcome, that's where you should start. That's a, um, what is it? I think it was uh, David Gittimer or one of, he wrote, he writes these little sales quips. And I think he said, people do business with people they like and when all else fails, people do business with people they like, <laughs> which I think that's is right. great, right? I, th I think that's, that's nice. Right. And, and that kind of sums up what you said, right? I mean, if you're going to be in this, I mean, it's your home, it's your heart, it's your, it's your investment, it's your savings, it's everything. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Pick people you like. You know, there, I'm sure there are a lot of great, competent people, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully you're better friends when the transaction's done, right? Yes. And yeah, you know, if somebody's investing millions of dollars with us, uh, you know, I, I want them to feel like they can trust me and I, and I need to demonstrate that um, I, I can say what I say, but I have to walk the talk too. So I love it's, it. uh, that's a big I, part. I think that's great advice. I know a lot of people that are on the show tend to be in the commercial office space, but I wanted you on because you're also on the construction space and there's so many parallels for you know custom home building versus you know architecture or lighting and, and all these other pieces that we touch you probably understand them so well because you probably get very intimate with all those pieces so let's go into this uh, next one tell us something about marty anchor that maybe not everyone knows <laughs> I, I was uh thinking about that mike and there uh, are probably a few things that are out, out there but one that one that uh stuck out is that i was struck by lightning and um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it, that's kind of an extraneous um, thought, but I was struck by lightning in 2000 
and it's it's one of those things that is is a unique thing. Not that many people have been struck by lightning, um, or at least lived to tell about it. Thank God. Um, but it, it kind of changed my whole perception. You know that I I went through this experience where it was like you know God slapping you up against the head, saying, "Hey, pay attention. Uh, this is a, a valuable life that you're living, and you need to make every day." Marty, you, you don't get to say I was struck by lightning. Come on, tell it. What happened? Like how did how are you struck by lightning? Come on. It's a it's a good story. So um, I'm an avid fisherman, and at the time we were living in South Florida. And uh, two of my buddies and I were chartering a boat out in uh, the Everglades, um, uh, fishing for snook and redfish, kind of uh, sport fishing. And we're back in the flats amongst all of the, the mangroves. It's called 10,000 Islands. And it's this labyrinth of mangrove islands in the Everglades. And um, we were finishing up our day. And in the summertime, storms roll in. If you, if you spend any time in Florida in the summer, you know, storms roll in. And in a minute, they can be on you and be intense. Well, we're in this little boat. We're in 10,000 islands trying to navigate back to the marina. The squall pops up, and it is pitch black in the middle of the afternoon. And we see bolts of lightning starting to pummel down around us. And we had no way to go but through it. There was no way around it. We had to get back to the marina. We couldn't outrun it. So the guide we were with hit full throttle, and we started going through this squall. Um, in hindsight, um, we probably should have taken the graphite fishing rods down from the rod holders on the side of the center console, because that's where lightning struck one of the graphite rods. And came down the console and it blew the guide and I off of the back of the back of the boat. Um, so it was a it was a pretty intense experience. I, I recall waking up and like patting myself like are, are we intact? Uh, and indeed I was. Um, I lost my hearing um, so that the, the only real damage that I had physically was that I, I lost my left eardrum. Um, so I had to uh, go have that surgically replaced. Wow. I you know what? I, you might be the first person I know that's ever been blown off of a boat by lightning. So that's pretty cool. All right, good. So my, if we're, if we're ever on the golf course and, you know, a little storm blows yeah. up and I say, yeah. I think we should go back to the golf. I've got a little more respect for, uh, for um, that's I'm with you hundred percent. I'm really okay with that. I'm I, yeah. All right. So let's get into this. So you talked to Bill, you talked earlier about kind of working for the big guy, right? But you went from working for the big guy to starting your own thing, you know, almost 11 years ago now, like kind of what inspired that? What, what inspired that shift, Marty? Not, and, and it can't be, I didn't like working for those clowns. No, you can't say that, right? You can't say, like, but you wanted, yeah, you wanted to run your own thing. You know, what, what took you there? Yeah. You know, it was, um, it, it was an evolution while I was in the, in the corporate world, um, I, I found myself being, a, I, I guess, what they sometimes call an entrepreneur. So I was, I was challenging the boundaries of the corporate world and saying, hey, why don't we do this? Or I think we could do this differently. Or why do we do the things the way that we do? And always thinking about how things could be done better and um, learn pretty quickly that in a big, structured, publicly traded corporate company, it's difficult to turn that ship around or make those changes. So I always had a vision of, I want to have my own company someday. Um, I want to be able to do things the way that I think that they should be done to offer this kind of product and this kind of experience. 
But frankly, um, it took a while to feel confident that I had the experience um, and frankly, the financial resources to be able to make that jump. Um, and in, in my business, it's capital intensive. I'm, you know, I love reading the books that say, don't worry about the financial part. It'll take care of itself. It's like, uh, um, but anyway, so that's, that may or may not be the case, but I reached a point where it was um, 2000, between 2006 and 2008, I was in a, in a good paying corporate job and uh, had about 80 people working for me. <clears throat> and then the Great Recession hit and uh, it, you know, lost my corporate job, lost this great income that I had. Um, the blessing through all that is that I personally didn't have a lot of exposure to real estate. So uh, by the grace of God, I ended up in a position where I was, I was pretty well capitalized and I didn't have a lot of loss due to the recession. So um, at that time, without any apparent job to go back to and having some resources in the bank and seeing opportunities to be able to buy things at a um, that reduced prices, I said, OK, this is this is the time to do it. You know, the, the door has been opened and it's time for me to walk through. So um, it, it took some reflection on that, but not too much, because I, I figured if ever there was a time um, I was at a stage in my life where. Um, I was reasonably comfortable financially and um, felt confident in my abilities, my experience to say, hey, let's go do this. So um, I, I went out and uh, bought some foreclosed lots and uh, started building spec homes in the midst of the recession when we were still competing with foreclosures. So it was uh, it was a little bit of a tenuous jump at a, at a tenuous time in our economy. But, um, you know, one step at a time, built one, built two, kind of got the, the, the feel for what that was going to take and kind of just grew it from there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, and you and I both know that some of the greatest companies um, ha actually kind of came out of recession, right? Uh, there's something like a necessity, you know, pushes uh, entrepreneurial and creativity. And, you know, that's where greatness comes from. So this episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. Takes us to our next question, right? So let's talk about Marty's mindset. What does Marty do? Because, hey, you're, you talk about being a juggler, plate spinner. I mean, in your business, you, you've got a lot to do. What do you do to keep that mindset positive? Yeah, it's, um, you know, our, our kind of our mantra, and this is corny as hell, but our, our mantra within the company is always do the right thing. You know, if you, if you treat your trade partners the right way, if you treat your customers the right way, needless to say, if we treat our, our fellow employees the right way, um, you do good work and things take care of themselves. So certainly there are a lot of stressful parts of the business and uh, it can be, it can be difficult without a doubt. Um, but keeping that mindset that our goal is to always do the right thing. And, and, you know, we're certainly not perfect, but if we all communicate and we, we make our best effort to, to use that as our decision point, our North star, that's kind of what keeps us on the right path. Yeah. I like that. I, you know what? I, I tell people that um, I, I turned 50 last month and I say that I am, I'm too old to BS somebody, right? If, if you wanted to see a really good BS artist, you probably just need to go see me in my teens and twenties, right? 
because I was really good at it. I Some companies I worked for, they called it estimating. You know, they just said like, oh, we have seven trucks. You know what? We have 80 trucks out there ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's, right. funny. it's funny. You know, it's easy to keep your story straight when, you, when you're not trying to BS anybody. It's like, hey, you know what? Things may not always go right, but you know what? We're always going to be there for you and we're always going to make it right. So that's exactly. Um, exactly. And that's right. All right. Talk to us about a share a book that Marty Anker really likes. Gosh, I'm an avid reader. So I, I, um, I, I'm normally reading three or four books at a time. Um, like at the same so time, what really, do you do? Stack it. Marty, what do you got? One here, one in the middle, one at the lower, or where, what are we doing? What, what do you yeah. got? So on the, on, on the nightstand, okay. All again, right. this is crazy, but I'll usually have a book that's about um, self-help. Well, it's about fitness or nutrition or motivation, um, you know, something in that category. I'll usually have something that is um, spiritual and then I'll have a, just a leisure read. Um, but um, so a lot of good books, a lot of great authors. I, this, this might be the, the textbook answer, Mike, but one of the things that I thought about when we were preparing to talk was um, kind of some of the foundational things that have been really important to me and faith has been one of them. And, and that really has been in the past 15 years. And I think it's been a big part of my maturity, um, really giving me clarity about who I want to be and what I want to do and, you know, how I want to conduct myself and raise my family and do business and be a friend and all those things. So um, without a doubt, I have to say that my uh, study of the Bible has been just deeply impactful there. That's great. That's great. I mean, a book that's 2000 years old and still giving and you know and and it is it is living i mean it's hard pressed you know anybody that's listening to this if there is a, a bible or or a or a, a quran or or a torah or whatever is in your home right flip it and open to a random page i bet you there's something on that page that you're like that just made my day better you're like wait i don't yeah. read ezekiel or deuteronomy now leviticus and revelations might throw you off a bit but i swear to god there's something in corinthians that you're gonna go i like that that was kind of cool so, without a doubt yeah. without a doubt and I, I i continue to be amazed at um how revealing it is yeah it just yeah. never ceases to amaze me oh that's a good book you know what i'm going to, i haven't done it in I can't, I, I can honestly say, I can't say I've really opened up a Bible in probably a few months. So I might go up and kind of flip one open and I'll share it with you when I'm done. Okay, Marty. So um, All right. let's go again. I, I love that advice. So let's go into, Hey, what's a piece of advice that like either you like to receive or like to give, or what's one that kind of stands out that, that, that hits, hits your heart. Gosh, you know, referring to what I said earlier about do the right thing. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you truly, I mean, if you live your life that way, that if you treat people the right way, if you govern yourself the right way, um, you're going to be on a good path. And, you know, the other thing is, as I'm talking to my kids, as you're talking to yours, you know, the, the old adage. Oh, no. I just went out. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Yeah, we're good. Um, if you do what you love, you'll, you'll never work a day in your life. And, um, between those two things, I think that's, that's good advice. I mean, you still might have some, some tough days, some challenging days, but if you do the right things and you do what you love, it's, um, you're going to have a joy filled life, I think. 
I love it. I love it. All right. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, Marty, well, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, might go take a spin through our website at anchorcustomhomes.com, A-N-K-E-R customhomes.com. Um, or uh, they can call me directly at 770-630-3984. All right. All right. That's really good. And I'll put uh, a link to your website in the show notes so that everybody can have Great. that link there. And really it's Marty uh, Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. He is a dear friend, a trusted friend, and just an absolute rock star human being. Thanks for being on, Marty. Appreciate you. Right. Good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.